When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Ion Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome to Mass Live's Eye on Foxborough podcast. I'm Patriots columnist Karen Garigian, and I'm pleased to have former Patriot Ross Tucker, who is the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And you can check him out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Hello, Ross. Karen, you know what's so funny? I've known you for a long time, and I've read stuff so much from you. I always thought it was Garigian. I've I've <laughs> never heard your last name pronounced. I've just I, read I, it. I've I, just I, read it in text, and you've always been Karen. And I've read it, and I've read your stories and stuff. I never heard you say Garigian, which makes more sense than Garigian. I don't know where I got Garigian from. But that's always what it was in my head, Karen Garigian. That is so funny. Like, because you're a writer. So how would I hear people say your last name? That's amazing. Well, you're not the only one, Ross. So don't worry about it. Okay. But you know what? It's not, you know, having that Garigian isn't that awful. But it is hard G's both ways. So got Next it. Garigian. I'm on it. You're on it. No wonder you get you get along with Gronk so well. It's a G thing. It's a <laughs> hello, Karen. Yes. Um, well, I know you you do games also for Westwood One and CBS Sports. You've seen the Patriots once this year. Uh, it was the first Dolphins game. Uh, did you anticipate them after watching them that game being three and eleven at this point? No, definitely not. Because the week before they had played the Eagles really tough and had been in that game until the end. And then really I thought they played the Dolphins stuff. I can't remember who the Dolphins had played in week one, 
but the Dolphins had totally destroyed them and put up a ton of points. So the feeling coming out of that Dolphins game that night, I think it was a Sunday night game, was that, you know, the Patriots were not overly talented, but it was going to be a classic Belichick team with a good defense led by Judon, that they were going to be good on special teams and that Mac Jones and the offense would do enough that I probably came away thinking, you know what? They're going to be decent this year. They lost to two really good teams. They were highly competitive. And, you know, they'll probably end the year with somewhere between seven and nine wins. That's probably what I was thinking at that point. Yeah. Well, they did beat the Jets, but then it sort of went really downhill after that. Uh, blowout games uh, in Dallas at home against New Orleans. And, uh, you know, Mac Jones was uh, benched in games four times before now they have Bailey Zappi uh, under the under the controls. And uh, he's been okay, not great. Would you envision them having to take a quarterback in the draft, especially if they're drafting in the top two or three? Yeah, I would think that they would. I mean, they, they will at least get a new quarterback. I don't know that it's necessarily that they would draft one, but they would at least get a new one. Um, I think it depends, I would imagine, on who else is available in free agency, who's available via trade, who's the one making that decision. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, uh, Belichick typically has liked to use those type of high picks when he has them. Historically, I feel like on D linemen like a Richard Seymour or a Ty Warren or guys like that and and hope that he can get a quarterback with a second round pick or a third round pick, not as much money and not as much pressure and commitment to him. But I guess that leads to probably another question you'll ask, which is about what what I think might happen with Bill. But I do think that they're going to get a new quarterback. I'd be shocked if they didn't, maybe even two. The question will be answered on some level based on just how bad they are this year and where that pick is. But if they have a top two pick in particular, I would imagine that they would use that on a uh, on a quarterback because you, yeah. you just don't envision having that high of a pick that often right and it's funny you bring up bill's drafting history and who he likes to take in the first round or early first round the, the patriots top needs quarterback wide receiver uh offensive tackle and those aren't typically the places you see bill uh, draft those players. So if he's still around, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what he does with that. Well, I will say this. I mean, there's going to be a lot of good players at those positions in the draft up right. high, right? If yeah. they don't want to go with the quarterback, maybe they do go for Marvin Harrison Jr. If they feel like they really need that left tackle, maybe it's Joe Alt from Notre Dame or Olu Fashanu from Penn State. I mean, they, they, they'll have options at at those picks if they so choose to to use them other than quarterback. But I don't know. I, I think there just becomes a lot of a lot of pressure. I feel like to take a quarterback there now, depending on how many guys come out, 
maybe they feel good about the fact they can get a really good one at the top of round two and instead want to use the top of round one to get an alt or a Harrison Jr. or someone like that. <clears throat> kind of brings up a little bit of the chicken before the egg theory or whatever. I mean, <clears throat> if you if you take a receiver but don't have a quarterback, what good is the receiver? If you take a quarterback and don't have a line that can protect him, particularly a tackle, what good is the – I mean, is there a ranking of, you know, if those are your priorities, tackle, quarterback, receiver, is there a, a pecking order for you to pounce on those? I mean, the quarterback's just so important. and mm, I agree. Yeah. It's really it's really hard to go away from that. You know, you can usually find a way to manage without an elite receiver. You can find a way to help and protect a certain tackle. But if you're bottom five in the league at quarterback, you just don't have much of a shot. And I feel like that's where the Patriots were this year. I think they need to do some soul searching as to how that became the case where they went from Mac Jones as a rookie to what happened the last couple of years. Like, I, I don't know how that happened, but it's not a good look for Jones, but it's also not a good look for the organization, the way in which, you know, he, he regressed. Well, I think, you know, whether, whether it's Jones or whether it's not being properly developed uh, by having a, a an essentially a defensive coach calling plays for him last year, trying to develop him, um, it kind of all falls back to Coach Belichick, who's making those decisions. Um, many of us here think that it's almost inevitable that Robert Kraft has to move on from him. Do you see that, or do you see the possibility of him coming back with changes i would lean towards them moving on especially with some of the you know reporting or whatever that i've seen although you talk to some people and they're not so certain you know, talk to some people and they they still think that they're gonna bring bill back for another year i i think that'd be difficult i'll tell you one thing that's really interesting karen you know i go on different radio stations all over the country, including Charlotte, where the Carolina Panthers are, and D.C., where the Commanders are. And the thing I think is fascinating, and maybe it's just the short attention span that people have these days, but a lot of people really don't want them. You know, like, I thought Belichick would be a great hire for the Carolina Panthers or the Commanders both of whom really need credibility at this point and for these new owners because it's been bad. And yet that's not really what the fans appear to want, which is really interesting. I, I'm assuming they could talk themselves into it after it's made. Kind of hard to argue with getting one of the best coaches of all time as your coach. But these last couple years and this year in particular – has really, Belichick's reputation has really taken a beating. I mean, if you had asked Commanders fans and Panthers fans before the year, hey, 
you want Belichick after this year? They'd be like, heck yeah, that'd be amazing. But just because of how bad this year has been, there's not like a groundswell among the fans that are itching to bring him in. Mm. Well, that's interesting, but I guess it it depends more on the the people who are making the decisions. Uh, it, although- do- it does, it does for sure, but they have a tough time. Like you know, when I was on in D.C., they said it's about ten percent of the fans want Belichick there. That's mm-hmm. tough. Like it, it, it is tough to trade for a guy or hire a guy that it will not be a popular move with the fans. Now, mm-hmm. again, maybe that's just what they're saying now. And if they actually do it, you'll get the buy-in. But I do think that's an interesting, interesting mm-hmm. point of this. Well, it's also interesting from uh, Coach Belichick's perspective. Would he even want to go to a place where he's really going to have to start over and build up through the next three to five years, as opposed to going somewhere else where perhaps, uh, you know, you have the quarterback in place, you have the personnel in place, but the coaching has been off a place like the Chargers, LA Chargers, where he could step in and, you know, right the ship on the field in particular. Um, I don't know if at age 71 or 72 next year that he would want to go to a Carolina or a Washington again, just because of it's going to take a a while to rebuild them. Do you see that as well? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think I would imagine he'd, he'd prefer the chargers because of Herbert and the talent that they have. They have some real salary cap challenges, but I feel like, especially because there's a lot of people from New England that move out to LA mm-hmm. and because the chargers are so desperate for like a credible head coach, I feel like Belichick would be a slam dunk for them, but you know, he might have to take less money than he's been making, right? He's been, he's been making a certain amount of money for a while now. And that's not really, you know, that's not the Spanos reputation Right, their reputation is probably to pay, I don't know, 25 cents on the dollar, <laughs> maybe 50 yeah. cents on the dollar from what Belichick reportedly has been making. So, yeah. I don't know if he's willing to do that. Whereas, I do think you know, the commanders and the Panthers would be more willing to pay up. Well, the other part of the equation is would any of these teams be willing to give him full autonomy? You know, meaning he gets to retain his role as essentially the GM and chief decision maker when it comes to all things, whatever team he's going to be on. I mean, he has that now. He calls the shots. He, he brings in the players he wants. He doesn't sign the players he doesn't want. He doesn't draft who who he doesn't want. Is somebody going to give him that full power in this day and age? I don't know. That's the mm-hmm. question. Um, I think maybe the Chargers do it and that that's how they can justify paying him more by by handing him both roles. I'm quite certain he'll want both roles. Uh, I do not envision, Karen, a scenario where he would still have both roles in New England. 
Like if there's any chance for him to stay in New England, I I do not think he would have he would have both roles. I yeah, would think I, that he yeah. would be the coach only for the Patriots and that they would bring somebody else in as the front office exec. Although my thought, my fear would be that that person would potentially be more of like a figurehead and, you know, someone that Belichick already knows well, maybe they bring back a Pioli or a Dimitrov or someone like that, that they say is the GM and he's the one calling the shots. It's no longer Belichick, but it's really still Belichick. Yeah. You know, they'll see to him no matter, you know, because he gave them their start or whatever, you know, um, should they move on? From Belichick, do they need a complete blow up? Uh, I would. Yeah, I, I would move on from Belichick. I mean, but I mean, across the, I mean, personnel department, uh, you know, the personnel head, all those people who have been doing the draft and pro scouting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because they've all just been put there for by Belichick. Yeah. You know, whether it's Grow or whoever else. I mean, they've all just been put there by Belichick. And their roster's not good, Karen. Like, they have, I don't know, bottom five roster in the league. It's bad. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's the, 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 the cupboard, I don't want to say is bare, but it's not even close to full, that's for sure. I mean, there's a lot of positions where they need players and need to get better. And he has nobody to blame for that. But himself, I mean, that's 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 totally his doing. You yeah, know, that's it, the beauty, I I would say, of giving someone that power, right? Is that you know, there is no question who who there is to blame in this situation. Right. Well, I think the timing is important too, because if especially if you want a fresh start, you know, new people in place, you're gonna conceivably get a top five pick perhaps as good as two number two you have over a hundred thousand in uh cap space so you have money to spend i would think you you don't want to do it a year or two after that when you don't have the pick and you don't have the money to spend you know to kind of change course do you agree with that too i do it feels like if you are the person that wants the job or wants to have your fingerprints on an organization and you have opportunities as a GM candidate, going to New England is a pretty good place to go because of the pick, because of the cap space, and frankly, because they've been so bad this year, right? I mean, entry point matters. Let's say they finish with four wins, four and 13, I'll give them another win. You know, you win six or seven games, you're showing major improvement. And I think that matters. I think entry point matters. I'll ask you a few, since you do uh, cover other games, a few league-wide questions. Right now, it looks like the Ravens and the 49ers are the, are the best from both respective conferences. Are you surprised that, you know, that there's – aren't as many really good, good, good teams this year? A little bit, yeah, because, you know, you would expect in the AFC, I think we all think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Josh Allen and the Bills, and they're both still good. 
Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Now, obviously, he's out for the year. But even the Bills, who are surging now, and the Chiefs have not had the type of years that you expect to have from them. On the NFC side, certainly uh, the Eagles, losers of three straight, have been disappointing. The Cowboys just laid an egg in Buffalo. And so, I mean, it feels to me like the Niners are clearly the best team. And then Ravens are probably second best. But right now, I, I, I don't even know what the odds are, but it would feel it seemed to be a, a, an upset if the Niners weren't heavy favorites to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I, I, I know you pay attention to the Eagles, so I, I was wondering how you thought Matt Patricia did calling the defense for the first time uh, Monday night in the loss against the Seattle Seahawks. So he did pretty well. I mean, they certainly look better on that side of the ball than they had in recent weeks. Now they were playing against a team in Seattle that's not as good as Dallas or San Francisco, and they didn't even have their starting quarterback. It was Drew Locke and not not Geno Smith out there for Seattle. I thought they looked better, but you know, ultimately you give up a 92-yard drive to Drew Locke for the game-winning touchdown. No one's going to feel real good about it at that point. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, uh, I want to m- mention something. Uh, MyFrontPagesStory.com, uh, something you wanted to talk about. And well, you, Karen, you- you're going to love this. As a writer, okay. you're going to love this, okay? A I buddy will. of mine who's a writer here in central Pennsylvania, he started it. Mm-hmm. You literally talk to one of their professional writers for, I don't know, 10 minutes while you're driving home from work. You can fill out an email if you if you prefer that. Tell them how great your significant other is, or maybe your mom, dad, whoever you want to get the story for. They write this unbelievable story. It's framed. It looks like on the cover of the newspaper. In fact, Karen, I'm going to get it so you can, I know most people are listening, but I'm going to get it so you can see what it yeah. looks like. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. It's awesome. It, it looks like the newspaper cover yep. and it's beautiful. It's framed. And I've seen this so many times now, Karen, it's really cool. Like, when you're giving it to them, as they're opening it, the key is to say, like, I wanted something super special for you. I had a story written about you. Like, that yeah. sounds amazing. That sounds like you personally emailed Karen Garigian and said, Karen, can you write a feature story on my wife? And yeah. Karen said, yes. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, who does this? And then make sure, by the way, if you get one of these, myfrontpagestory.com, myfrontpagestory.com. People obviously... Love it for Valentine's Day, Mother's Day as well. Uh, make sure you say this line. Mm-hmm. I just never thank her enough for all the little things she does. Mm-hmm. Even if they, even if you don't know what the little things are, even if they don't do little things, just say that. Karen, I've seen at least five videos now when they read the story and they get to that line, they start <laughs> to cry. It's hilarious. It's like an 80% happy tear hit rate. Check it out, myfrontpagestory.com, myfrontpagestory.com. And Karen, we're always looking for uh for freelance writers. So if you wanna you wanna pick sure. up some extra extra cash and and write some love stories, let us know. Myfrontpagestory.com. All right. He's Ross Tucker of Ross Tucker's podcast. Did I get that right? Yeah, Ross Tucker Football Podcast for sure. Yes. Well, 
thanks for thanks for spending the time with us and we'll i mean i think we're all anxious to see what plays out with the patriots from here on out but anyway enjoy the holidays you too as well thank you so much for having me karen i appreciate it this has been ion foxborough brought to you by mass live